0: Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Let's do this. Grab your Bibles and go to the book of Acts. I'm excited. Today we're we're continuing with the series. Dream again. Somebody say dream again. Dream again. I hope that this series has helped you the way it's helping me. Uh, believing that no matter what we might have walked through in the past 12 months, it's time to dream again. And believing that God has amazing things for your life. And uh, that's my prayer for all of us, regardless of where we are. That God would speak to us. So again, a big hello to all of our online family. We love it. Glad that you're connected all over the world. Acts chapter 7. Dream again part 3. Acts chapter 7. Go to the book of Acts chapter 7. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm so glad you're sitting next to me. Come on. Tell somebody you're happy. They're with you today. We're praying for Jersey today because the Bills are playing today. And uh, he's trying to see if they beat Kansas City. Any other Buffalo Bills fans? You got a supporter with you, one supporter. Maybe some online people, but any Kansas City fans? Oh, let's... Clearly nobody cares about football except you, but... Some people said boo, yeah, so you probably have some other people with you. We're still praying for the Dolphins. We actually made it pretty good this year, so we'll see what happens. Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7. Okay, let me, let me give you a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes context of what's happening in Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, there's this follower of Jesus, this disciple of Jesus called Stephen, and Stephen is preaching. He's sharing a message of Jesus. He's, he's sharing the gospel, basically, to a group of people. To share the message, he actually goes into the history of the Jewish people. We're, we're just going to read a part, but but he starts going back into history, explaining how all of history pointed toward Jesus. And so he says this one line that I want us to look at, that I think is extremely interesting as we're talking about dream again. Of Acts chapter 7, verse 9, Stephen, in the middle of his speech, in verse 9, he says this. If you're there, can you say amen? Amen. Acts chapter 7, verse 9. Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him. But God was with him. If you want to highlight verse 9, underline verse 9. I want to talk out of verse 9 today, out of what Stephen mentioned in his message. As we talk about the life of Joseph for a few moments, for the next 25 maybe uh, minutes, we're, we'll talk about Joseph and um, what it has to do with the series Dream Again, regardless of, again, where you find yourself today. I believe God wants to fill you with dreams, visions, and hope for your life, and we're believing that as a church. It's actually the theme for our entire year. Today, I want to talk to you from this title, The Dream Is Not Dead. The Dream Is Not Dead. If you want to write that down on an iPhone, iPad, uh, Android, notebook, and uh, we're going to lean in to see what God says about the life, uh, life of Joseph Then we'll worship, and I believe that today we've taken actually some prayer moments in the last couple of weeks on Sundays, and today I want to take a moment to pray after before we leave, and I think that God's going to do something in this place special. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for uh, Calvary online, people that are watching all over the place, physically and online. Thank you for joining us as one big community. Thank you for what you've done the last several weeks as we've been going through this series, Dream Again, that, God, you do want us to dream and to walk out the purpose that you've given for our lives. And so I pray that today you continue to edify us, inspire us to live for you. Uh, God, you're awesome. Thank you for loving people like us. We definitely don't deserve it, but you're good and you're great. We love you and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name. All of God's people say, Amen. Oh, come on, one more time. All of God's people say, Amen. Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. In, in the book of Acts, um, Stephen in chapter 7 uh, begins to give the history of the Jewish people, and he brings up this character named Joseph. And he says that though his brothers, he had brothers that had become jealous of him, Um, Though they turned their back on him, God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. That's what Stephen says in Acts chapter 7, verse 9. Now, uh, as I read that, it it, it jumped out at me because if, if you read Joseph's story, it's hard to believe at times that God was with him. If you know a little bit about Joseph's story, you go back to the book of Genesis. We'll talk about it in a a few moments, But, but Joseph has some hard moments in his life joseph had betrayal joseph had a tough life sometimes it was was rough and and as i see the sentence that stephen said god was with him it leaves me a little bit confused because at times i look at joseph and i was like god where are you here because it looks like you've actually forgotten joseph right have you ever felt forgotten? has anybody ever forgotten you has that ever happened I'll share a personal story. I remember when I was in middle school, I would come out of my middle school sometimes when class was over at 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, whatever time it was. And I remember back then, my mom and my dad, they picked me up. My parents are great. They're awesome. They're the best parents in the world. But, but two or three times maybe five, six, seven, eight times, they would, they would just be a little late, And by a little, I mean a lot late. Right? I, I don't know if that ever happened to somebody. And I'll be outside waiting with you know, a group of friends, and little by little, my, my friends would jump in their car with their parents and go home, and, and I'll just start looking around, and I'm the last one left. Right? And I'm like, I, 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 my mind just started to wander. I'm only 12, 13, 14 years old, so my mind will begin to think, like, I wonder if my parents forgot me. And back then, there was a cell phone. Now there's kids eight years old with cell phones. By the way, that's a whole other message. But, but back then, we didn't have any of that, right? And so I'm like, where's my mom? Where's my dad? Had they forgotten about me? Like, may, I'm the middle child. Maybe because I'm the middle child, we always get the worst of it any other middle come on middle children here come on no wonder I knew you were a middle child I'm just kidding I'm kidding but as middle right like as middle child I'm like maybe they're with like my, my younger brother my older sister and if it happened on a Friday it was worse I'm like they took off for the weekend and they forgot me they took off for the weekend one third of their legacy got left behind have you heard? they would leave me at Centennial Middle School in Coleridge for the rest of the weekend that's how my life was gonna look like right and at times I felt forgotten like have you forgotten about me, mom and dad? And I think that sometimes when life hands us stuff that we don't understand or, or doesn't go according to our schedule, we all of a sudden begin to think emotionally, spiritually, mentally, has God forgotten about me? This is not how life is supposed to look like. I didn't picture life to go this way. Like look at what I'm in right now. I'm in a failed marriage. My kids are all over the place or the business that I started failed or the job that I'm in is not going according to plan. Like God, have have you forsaken me, left me, abandoned me, forgotten the dreams, visions, goals, resolutions I wrote down? I thought I had your help. Now I don't understand where you are. And I think that One of the things that we do is that we assume God's position toward us based on the circumstances around us. God must not be loving me. God must not be looking at me. God must not be interested in my life or trying to help me out because look at the mess that I'm in. And so God's position toward me, I base it basically out of my circumstance. And I think it creates a problem. This is the issue that we have is that we think that the presence of problems means, it signifies there's an absence of God in our life. I'm in trouble, so God's out of the picture. I'm I'm in a bind, so God's out of the picture. I'm overdrafted, God's out of the picture. The business closed down, God's not here. The marriage failed, God's not here. My kids have gone like sideways, God is not here. We think that the, the presence of problems means there's an absence of God. And so what happens is that we start, like, you remember when you first met Jesus, you first started coming to church, and maybe it was a year ago, a month ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, you started writing down visions and goals and everything that God could do in your life, and come on, God, we're going to change the world, we're going to feed the hungry, we're going to go change and help the homeless, we're going to open up an orphanage, I'm going to start an organization to help people, God, I'm, I'm going to use my talents, my skills, my abilities, I can't wait to sing, I can't wait to play an instrument, I can't wait to help in kids' ministry, but then life hits us and the vision and the dream that we once had we think is dead now yeah at one point i wanted to serve god at one point i thought god can use my life but but now i'm on the other side of a difficult situation now now i've gone through some stuff and and i don't think this is going to happen anymore i don't think i don't think god can use me I don't think God can use my life because I've walked through some hard stuff. There's people here today or watching today, and and you're in the middle of something tough. And because you're in the middle of it, you've given up on a dream. We throw in the towel too early. We call it quits too early. And what we once wrote down, we start to lose faith, lose energy. We're, We're just like, that's not going to happen. But I think as, as we live, right, as years go by and we start to grow, we realize that if God is going to do anything great in our life, we're going to have to fight through some stuff. Like we're going to have to have some like fight in us to believe that God can use us. Like, like life is difficult life is hard but, but God can still use you in spite of the circumstances you've walked through and, and you can't give up too early and you can't throw in the towel too early because you, you sometimes you gotta rough it out a little bit and sometimes you, you gotta get ready and you gotta put up a stance and say devil you're not gonna knock me down I'm, I'm in this for the long haul come on I'm gonna fight through some stuff I got a dream on the inside of me come on you gotta have some tenacity and some grit to say I won't let this situation keep me down. I believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask, think, or imagine. I'm going to stand. I'm going to believe. I'm going to fight no matter what. It doesn't matter what happened in 2020. Come on. It's a new day. Come on. It's a new year. Come on. It's a brand new beginning. Come on. Oh, you still got breath in your lungs. Come on. You still got life in you. If you're still alive, there's still purpose on the inside of you. Does anybody believe that God is still able to do it? But you got to fight. Come on, tell the person next to you, you got to fight. Come on, shake somebody next to you. We give up on dreams and hopes and ambitions and spiritual things that we wanted to do for God because life has hit us. Well, get up again because there's still a dream for your life. Come on, the dream is not dead. Come on, he's able to do it. He's the God of the impossible. In fact, I'll put it this way. Stay hopeful in the dark to see the dream in the light. Through the hard times, through the difficult moments, through the things that are obscure that we don't understand. If you can stay with hope in those moments, you'll see God's hand at the end of it. Can you stay full of hope? Joseph, let's let's talk about Joseph for a moment. Joseph, uh, Stephen is talking about him in the book of Acts. But if we go back to the book of Genesis, we'll understand Joseph's life a little bit better. Some of you probably know the story. But Joseph, he's the youngest of all his brothers. And not only is he the youngest, he's the favorite of the dad. His dad absolutely loves him. He's the favorite one. Does anybody have a favorite one in your family? (laughs) If you're with your kids, don't answer that right now. That would be really bad, but he's the favorite. The dad absolutely loves him. The dad adores him. He's the youngest one. Usually the youngest one is the favorite one. They get away with the most things. Ain't that the truth? They got away with it. The first one paid for everything, couldn't do anything, had all the curfews, got all the whoopings. The last one is like, do whatever you want. I'm tired. I had, like, <laughs> I had two, three of y'all. I'm tired. So, so Joseph is the absolute favorite. His dad actually gives him a coat, and it's a beautiful coat. It's like rainbow colored. It's a coat of many colors, and and so Joseph is the baby boy who's the dad loves, and he's full of gifts, and his dad probably hugs him every day, tells him he's proud of him. He hasn't done anything, but he's proud of him, and 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 his brothers begin to get like a little. Bit of jealousy toward him like what has joseph done like who's joseph you gave him a gucci sweater and he's walking around here stunting on us and and all of a sudden one day god gives him a dream god gives joseph a dream he's a young guy probably 12 13 years old but he he has this dream and and the dream is that one day all of his brothers are going to bow down before him now you can god can give you a strange dream But I think what Joseph does next is a little bit worse, is that he actually goes to tell his brothers the dream. Like, don't do that, Joseph. I don't think they're going to like that dream very much. I I didn't know what Joseph would expect when sharing the dream with his brothers. Like, they weren't going to cheer him on. But imagine Joseph gathers all his brothers, or they're probably around the dinner table, all eating pita chips, hummus, hanging out. and, And he's like, guys, guys, I had the craziest dream yesterday. What's the dream, Joseph? Did you get another coat? said, <laughs> I had the craziest dream. One day, all of you guys are going to bow down to me. I could just hear somebody dropping like their fork. Like, here we go. Like, who does this kid think he is? Like, the oldest one must be really upset, right? Which, again, I think just goes to show us, be careful who you share your dreams with. Because sometimes God will show you things in your life, but the people that you share it with won't believe what God wants to do in your life. The brothers get jealous the brothers begin to get offended the brothers now begin to try to kill him there's gonna be people that you're gonna share a vision with or a dream with like man I actually think I can use this gift to sing in church God allowed me to sing I think I to begin to sing you sing in church we used to sing in the club now you won't sing in church Pfft. we used to party till 3 a.m. and they'll begin to kill the vision that God gave you and how God can use you I think God can use me in kids ministry to break you I remember what you used to do now you want to be in kids because people people won't believe that God can turn you around. They'll still remember you for your past, but God is a God of the future, and he'll use you in spite of your past. Be careful who you share your dreams with. You? <laughs> I don't know who talks like that, but somebody does. And so Joseph tells his brothers, and they become angry. Like, what do you mean one day we'll bow to you? I won't bow to you. And so they begin to conspire to kill him. And they literally are out to kill the brother. We're going to kill this. Like, we're just going to kill him. One of the brothers steps up and says, hey, let's not kill him. Let's almost kill him. <laughs> like, literally, that's the plan. Let's almost kill him. And they decide to throw him in a pit. They grab his coat. They shred it to pieces. They throw blood on it. And they take it back to the dad. And they're like, dad, your, your favorite son got killed. That's evil. That's horrible. This is how jealous the brothers were of Joseph. And imagine Joseph in a pit. Just a few days before, just a couple weeks before, God had given him a dream. Like, this was a God dream. It's like, God, you showed me you were going to do something. In my life. I, I may not even understand it, but you, you showed me, and now a couple days later, I'm in the bottom of a pit. It's in the bottom of the pit where we begin to question, is the dream dead is the dream dead some of you came in here and last year you had dreams aspirations visions spiritual ambitions two years ago three years ago but 2020 might have left you in a pit and you're in the bottom of a pit right now and you're saying is the dream dead i thought i could serve god i thought i had a gift an ability a talent I thought God had shown me something that he wanted to do with my life, but but I'm here now, and it's in a dark place. It's in a rough patch of life, and I think the dream is dead. What do we do? What do we do when life leaves us in a pit? I think we can learn three things from Joseph's life. What did Joseph do to finally get to the place where he got? Three three things that I think we could take away from Joseph life. The first thing is I think when you're in a pit, you need to have perseverance in the pit. Somebody say perseverance. perseverance. One more time. Come on, perseverance. perseverance. You need to have perseverance in the pit meaning even when you don't understand what's happening around you, where you are, why you are, where you are, you may not understand. You still need to persevere and say, wait a minute. If God said this, if God spoke this, if God gave me this, I'm going to hold on and I'm going to believe and I'm going to keep going. I'll keep showing up. I'd probably be tired but I'm going to show up to church anyways. I probably won't like something but I'm going to show up and serve anyways. I probably won't understand something but I'm going to keep going anyways. The marriage might have failed. The kids are all over the place, but I'm going to keep on believing because if God said it, then God will do it. It's not based on where I'm at. It's based on who he is, but you got to have some perseverance on the inside of you. What I love is that when Stephen is giving the message and when he's sharing the gospel and when he talks about Joseph, he says, but God was with him. What do you mean? God was with him. He's in a pit. A pit, it was a cistern where they used to hold water or grain. We saw one when we went to Israel. This is a massive hole, probably about 30 feet deep. This thing is massive. They throw Joseph in a pit. Imagine at night what is it like in the pit. Hearing all kinds of noises. Wondering what's in front of you. When am I going to get out of this place? Some of us have been asking God, when am I finally going to get out of this? When is the marriage finally going to be fixed, God? God, when am I finally gonna get over this addiction? When am I finally gonna get over this problem? When am I finally gonna start walking again? And it's easy to give up in the pit. I mean, to tell somebody, don't quit in the pit. Come on, don't throw in the towel in the pit. Come on, if God is with you, you'll overcome the pit, you'll overcome the darkness, you'll overcome the hard times. Come on, don't quit in the pit they what the Bible says in the book of James chapter one, verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord had promised to those who love him. Come on. He has the crown of life for those who persevere, not for those that give up, not for those that throw in the towel, not for those that can't handle it. Come on. If he's with you, you'll overcome the pit. If he's with you, you'll overcome the hard times. If he's with you, you're going to get over that discouragement soon enough come on you not understand it but you'll get the crown of life if you don't quit don't quit and so many of us we give up so easily and i'm not saying it's not easy i'm not saying it's i mean i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying it let go come on it's difficult we've all been there I remember one time I shared this story before. One time I'm with my friend, me and my friend had both of us had Jeeps, and we decided to ride in his Jeep that day, and we went off roading. Anybody had ever been off roading? Like we went mud, like mud riding. Like it was just one of those days that had been raining, and we're like, let's go, like, let's just go ride. I was probably about 19, 20 years old, and we jump in his car and we ride, and all of a sudden we get to this hole in the ground, and, and his tire gets stuck in the hole. We jump out the car and the car's not moving anywhere. Like the car is not going anywhere. We jump out and he's pressing on the gas and the tire is just like Like going as fast as possible throwing up mud everywhere but the car is not advancing and it it was probably already like maybe five six o'clock at night it was starting to get dark and 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 i'm like i i need to get home like i need to get home i still live with my parents i need to get home if you don't get home before a certain time my parents will lock the door and you're not getting it first they forget me now they lock the door my parents i love them love you like they're great parents awesome they are no i just they really are they really are i love them but like, what, like we could have given up and like, we'll leave it here through the night. What do we do? Like, but I remember we tried everything. Like, you come up with ways. To get that car out like we grab branches we grab rocks but I remember we just had like this spirit to not give up we're gonna get out of here one way or another how much more when the God of all the universe is with you he's not gonna leave you in the pit too long he's not gonna forsake you he's not going to leave you anybody have a Everybody thankful have a praise that God is with you that God will take you out that he's never forsaken you he won't leave you in the pit for too long don't quit in the pit joseph is in the bottom of a hole god but what about the promise and the dream that you gave me his parents his parents i mean his brothers finally are like they get him out of the hole and they literally sell him as a slave to egypt first of all they try to kill you now they sell you Right? you got to follow Joseph's life. He now goes into Egypt as a slave to a guy named Potiphar. And Potiphar begins to like him because God's grace and favor is over him. Because when you serve God, he'll always take care of you and Joseph begins to go up in ranks and Potiphar loves him and literally makes him like his assistant but Potiphar has a wife that's crazy loca, and she, she wants to sleep with him because he's a good looking guy says the Bible right and so Joseph is like I'm not going to sleep with you I can't do that to Potiphar he's my, he's my boss I'm not going to do that and I serve God he's a man of integrity and so Joseph sometimes he'll be doing the right thing and still end up in the wrong place but that doesn't mean we should still like compromise on our convictions and so here Joseph is trying to honor God and serve Potiphar, but the desperate housewife of Egypt wants to sleep with him. And, and so she, what she does is that she falsely accuses him. Read Genesis. It's, it's, I mean, it's crazy, the story of Joseph. And so she, she makes a scene. She's like, help! She kept, like, something with his coat. Again, another coat. And she's like, he was here, he was trying to sleep with me. She falsely accuses him. And so they grabbed Joseph, because this is Potiphar, a main guy in Egypt. They grab Joseph, and, and they throw him now in a prison. You ever felt like you get one out of one mess just to find yourself in another mess? Like God finally rescued him from the pit, but now he's in a prison. If I was Joseph by this time, I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm done. I don't know what dream that was. That was probably the hummus and pita chips I ate. That wasn't you. This. How am I now from the pit? In a prison how does Joseph keep going what can we learn from Joseph's life number one have perseverance in the pit but number two have patience in the prison have patience somebody say patience because if we learn anything from Joseph it's to hang on a little bit because some of us, if, if we didn't give up on the first one, we'll give up on the second one. God, God, I, I got out of that first marriage and I don't know what happened. But, but God, here I am with another failed attempt. You definitely can't use me. God, God. you, you didn't do this, but, but now here I am again. God, you got me out of... And all of a sudden, we'll see that if life starts piling up hard times after hard times, we give up on the dream, on the vision, on the spiritual dream that God gave us. And we'll say it's dead because I got out the pit, but now I'm in a prison. God really that this is the life that you want me to live? Now I'm in a prison. And what we have to learn from Joseph is that God is not a microwave God. But we live in a microwave generation that wants everything right now. And so we want it now. Like we come on, some of us don't even have patience for the microwave. We put 30 seconds at 15, we're popping that thing open. Like, is it ready? I'm like, I don't even got 30 seconds to wait. But God is a God a process. Somebody say process. God is a God who's trying to mature us. God is a God who's trying to stretch us. God is a God who's trying to build us. Come on, you can't skip leg day with God. Come on, you gotta do some bench presses with God. Come on, he's trying to build you up. He's trying to make a man out of you. He's trying to make a woman out of you. You gotta go through the process. It's in the process. That's where there's progress. When God begins to stretch you, when he begins to test your mind. But if God now all of a sudden begins to test you and you get up you'll never go through progress because you gave up on the process right that's like having kids and never wanting your kids to get scratched up or hurt I never wanted to break a bone but the breaking of the bone is what made their bones stronger in the end keeping your kid in a bubble will will hide them from life and imagine now grabbing the, the keys of a brand new 2021 ferrari and giving it to a baby and saying here you go drive it go crazy have the time of your life no you got to go through some maturity you got to grow you got to go through life you got to get some wisdom you got to get some knowledge of life god's like i got you in the prison for a reason know that i use all things for the glory of god Look, this is the god that we serve but have patience in the prison some of us today we've given up we've given up on vision that God gave us, on dreams, on gifts, on abilities, on talents and you're sitting on a dream thinking it's dead and God says the dream is not dead God but I'm in a pit persevere God but I'm in a prison have patience it's not on our time it's on his time if I look back there's so many times where I could have given up on anything that God wanted to do with my life because it didn't go according to plan. It didn't go according to schedule because people turn their backs on you because people talk or people walk out because we mess up, because we fail God. And imagine like every single time we mess up or fail or people do what's wrong, we give up. And we think the dream is dead. But Stephen says, but God was with him. But God was with him. In the pit, in the darkness of the night, but God was with him. In the prison, but God was with him. Some of us, 2021 just started and you find yourself in a pit or a prison. I want to remind you, God is with him with you. He's with you. Persevere, have patience. He's molding you. He's shaping you. He's stretching you. He's growing you. He's making you better through the process. And it's in the process that you're finding progress for your life. Joseph finally in the prison, he begins to now have more favor and more grace. And so the guy who takes care of the prison begins to basically have him as an assistant and through a different turn of events pharaoh one day needs an interpretation of a dream and they know that joseph the guy who's in the prison he interprets dreams because he hears from god and they know he's a man of god so they they take him to pharaoh and he's able to interpret the dream for pharaoh pharaoh has this crazy wild dream and joseph is able to interpret it and and pharaoh is astonished pharaoh can't believe it and so pharaoh literally leaves him as second in command of all of egypt of all of Egypt imagine he would have given up in the pit imagine he would have thrown in the towel in the prison he never would have made it to the palace don't give up in the pit or the prison because you never know if the day of tomorrow you'll end up in a palace Joseph is in the palace and the third thing that we'll find from Joseph that it's in the palace where you'll see the purpose You'll, you'll find purpose in the palace Because because God did not give Joseph the dream for his ego. God gave Joseph a dream for the glory of God. So when we we'll begin to talk about dream again this whole year as, as that's the theme for our church. I, we don't say dream again for our ego, for our name. I'm not talking about dreams. So out of our selfish ambition, everything that we do is for the glory of God. It's for his purposes. It's for his kingdom. So when I'm talking about a spiritual talent, ability, a gift that God might have given you, it's, it's not for you. It's for him. Right, like God will give us things, but ultimately the dream that God gave Joseph was so that people would give glory to God at the end of his life. It had nothing to do with with people bowing down to Joseph. It was people bowing down to God through Joseph. And so a lot of times we turn these dreams that God might have placed in our heart and we turn them to ourselves as if it has anything to do with us. But Joseph's life teaches us that it's always only about God. That's why Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify you. So they may glorify your Instagram page and follow you and tag you in pictures. What, what is it? Come on, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your your father in heaven dream again it's not about us it's all about him it's about what he puts in our hearts so that when we step out in god's call vision and purposes for our life people will have to look up and say god thank you for loving me god thank you for not forgetting me through joseph's life the brothers were able to witness god's love and care and affection for them even though they were evil god will use everything for his good and for his purpose and so the brothers, they see Joseph, and they think that he's being prideful and arrogant. And what they don't understand is that God was using him so that they may know him. Joseph ends up as second in command all throughout Egypt. And it's a, it's a crazy story because Pharaoh's dream was that there was going to be seven years of harvest and then seven years of famine in the seven years of famine the brothers or they're living far away from egypt they're, they're now hungry there's no food and so they're forced to go to egypt this is years later probably 20 30 years later when they get to egypt who do they have to ask for food the brother they don't remember the brother they don't recognize the brother and and now here they're asking for food joseph sees his brothers and he begins to cry and he can't believe that the ones who try to kill him are now asking for food and he takes care of the brother and he blesses them and 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 you got to read the story at the end he basically tells his brothers like i'm your brother joseph the one that you threw in the pit the one that you tried to kill Um, but by god's favor and grace i'm here the brothers are terrified and they think he's going to kill us because we tried to kill him when he was a boy But I love what Joseph says at the end of the story, Joseph's like, no, 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 I'm not here to kill you. I'm not here to take revenge. God is never gonna put you in a position for you to take revenge on anybody who ever did wrong to you. In fact, if God places you in any position, it's for you to bless, it's for you to serve, it's for you to honor him. We see this in Joseph's life. And I'll share this last verse. Joseph, look what he tells his brother. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph says, You intended to harm me. But God. Somebody say, but God. But God God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You tried to kill me. You tried to throw me in a pit. And though you were wrong." God has a way of taking the wrongs of our life and turning them for good so whatever wrong has been done to you though people have tried to throw you in a pit though people have left you in a prison maybe somebody walked out on you every tear that you've cried at night every single nightmare that you've had over your life every heartache every pain every betrayal every failure can I tell you God has a way of turning that for good God has a way of turning that for his glory and his honor the dream is not dead he was taking you through a process. You have to have some perseverance. you got to have some patience. He said, I'll use that. I'll use that thing that you went through in your life. I'll use that crazy turn of events. I know you don't get it. I know you don't understand it, but the dream is not dead. He wants to use you. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Dream again. Believe again. He'll use your life. It doesn't matter what you walk walked through. Don't give up on the dream and the vision that God has spoken over your life. Don't give up. do through in the towel and what we have to do in the moments that we don't understand in the pit and the prison is surrender and say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I don't, I don't know what I'm going through. I don't understand what I'm facing. But I know that you've called me. And I know that you spoke my name. And so I surrender to your plans and to your will and to your schedule because you're the one that's in control and trust that the dream is still alive come on all to jesus come on why don't we surrender this morning come on can we trust him this morning Hallelujah.
1: In his presence, daily.
0: Lives. Come on, all to Jesus, oh, I surrender.
1: Oh, all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. All to him.
0: You may be in a pit today, you may be in the prison today, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Jesus, I surrender.
1: There's people in here
0: today that you've given up on a dream, on a call. You've thrown in the towel, you, you think that it's over because you've gone through some dark days, you might have failed, you might have given up. But God's like the dream is still alive. I've called you. I've chosen you. I've spoken over your life. I've anointed you. I've filled you with the Holy Spirit. Some of you wrote down some things at the beginning of this year, last year, two years ago, five years ago. You had a vision of something that you wanted to do for God's kingdom, and you have a gift, a talent, an ability that God placed in you, and. You think that dream is dead because of a pit or a prison and today god's saying dream again dream again dream again dream again dream again you saw yourself in another place in life you saw yourself serving god at a, at a different capacity but because life has happened you you've given up on any thought or idea that god can do it because of wrong that people have done to you or wrong that you've done yourself and you've you've given up and you've said the dream is dead but the dream is not dead come on i believe that the holy spirit is here today and he's healing and he's resurrecting ideas thoughts visions god dreams not for our ego not for our name but for his kingdom and for his name God is saying, I I placed that in you for a reason. Don't give up in the pit. Don't, Don't throw in the towel in the prison because like I was with Joseph, so I am with you. He's with you. He's with you. He loves you. God has a way of using every single turn of our life for his good and for his glory. He's the God who works out all things for the good of those who love him. And so today, if that's you, why don't you throw your hands up in the air? If you're saying, I've given up on a dream, I've given up on a call, I've given up on something. Come on, the Holy Spirit is here. And let him work on you. Let him heal you. Hallelujah. And today you need to surrender. You need to surrender because you thought it had to be on your timetable, on your schedule. You thought it had to look the way you thought. We've all been there. And today you're saying, Jesus, I, I trust you. Use me. Use me. Here I am, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, all to Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus.
1: All to him, I freely give. I will never love and trust him in his presence. Thank you, God
0: things that we don't understand in life. He, he's using them. That which caused you the most pain will probably be the biggest platform God will use. Trust him today. Father, I pray for those that have struggled. I pray for those that have quit. I pray for those that have given up on themselves and have written off visions, dreams, ideas, thoughts that you've given them. Some of them had thoughts of writing books and songs and Some of them had thoughts of playing in a church and helping people see you and sing and teach and teach classes and preach or, or, or help people get out of certain situations. But because of the pit and the prisons of life, God, they've given up on that dream. Today, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us, that you would help us understand that you take every tear, every pain, every dark night, every pit, every prison, and that which was intended for harm, you use it for good you use it for good you use it for good and it's that painful night and it's that wrong mistake and it's that wrong choice that you're using today and how you're going to help us serve others teach others so that others may glorify you God so I pray that you resurrect ideas thoughts dreams today bring them back to life in the name of Jesus every person present physically or online, God, speak to us, revive the dream once again of what you want us to do and how you want us to step out. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, with eyes closed and head bowed, if you're here today, whether you're in the auditorium or watching online and you're saying, Alex, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, I feel far from God. Maybe you got got invited for the first time here. Maybe you just saw the link on Facebook. Facebook or YouTube and you just started watching and you're saying Alex I don't have a relationship with God I, I feel distant from God nobody knows what I've done you don't even know what I did last night it doesn't matter I don't have to know that God knows that and he loves you still he loves you he loves us he he doesn't love what we did but he loves us and so the Bible says that sin separates us from God and all of us are sinners we've all done wrong but God loves us so much that he said to son Jesus Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sin all of your sin all of our sin And the Bible says that he carried the sins of the world up to a cross. And on that cross, he died in our place. The Bible says that there's a penalty for sin, and that's death. All of us who live a life full of sin and and don't turn around, it leads to destruction, the Bible says. And ultimately, it's death. But Jesus says, hey, you don't have to pay that. I'll pay it for you. Jesus died in our place. He paid the penalty of sin on that cross. he, He died a brutal death for me and for you. After he died, they put him in a grave for three days, but after three days, he resurrected. In fact, Jesus is the greater Joseph who went down to the pit in the prison and resurrected to the greatest palace. The Bible says he's now at the right hand of the Father. And he did that to serve us. He did that so that we can glorify the Father. And today, Jesus is saying that he can forgive you and give you a brand new beginning and a brand new start. With every eye closed, and every head bowed, if today you're saying, Alex, what do I got to do to be saved? The Bible says, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess it and you will be saved. I want to pray for people today. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with Jesus. If you're watching online and you say, I need a brand new beginning, I need forgiveness for what I've done. He's offering you forgiveness. God is waiting for you with arms open wide. He loves you so much. I'm going to count to three in just a moment. If that's you, I want you to throw your hands up right where you're at just want you to hold it up for a few seconds I'll see you then you can put it right back down come on nobody looking around come on dream team praying the pastors praying all of us praying we love you and we think this is the best decision you could ever do with your life is to start a relationship with the God who loves you I'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about a church a relationship with God With eyes closed and head bowed if that's you if you're saying Alex I need forgiveness I need a brand new beginning at the count of three raise your hand one two Three, raise your hand wherever you're at. I see you, God bless you. I see you, God bless you. I see you, God bless you. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. God bless you, I see you, God bless you. Amazing, amazing. If you're online and you're making that decision, you can throw your hands up. God sees you right where you're at. Come on with eyes closed and head bowed. Wherever you're at, here physically or online, if you made that decision today, God has seen you take that step. I'm gonna say a simple prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. Come on, all of us together. I'm just making this first prayer easy, but you can talk to God any place, anywhere. In fact, He wants to hear from you, not from me. I'm just helping you this first time. Come on, we're confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior of our life. Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I am saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, give me give, God, a big, big hand today congratulate so many people that made that decision today we want to congratulate you on the best decision of your life in fact outside we have this bible that we want to give you if you're here there's a tent go find out about connect groups get in one and also pick up this free bible it's a really cool bible it's a free gift from us to you no strings attached we're not going to charge you 5.99 or call you every day or send you an email if that's not us we just want to help you out on your journey with god the way that people have helped us in our journey with god so we love you pick one up if you're watching online and you want a bible you can text the word decided to three three two 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 and we'll make sure we get one in your hands one more time can we give everybody a hand thank you come on amazing come on what a way to start 2021 with a relationship with god i think that's the best thing hey for some of you god maybe today reminded you of something that he's called you to i don't know what it is maybe it's to teach a class maybe it's to help somebody out maybe it's to start an organization maybe it's to start a ministry i don't know what god reminded you of but but here at calvary we have a lot of different opportunities for you to serve and different ways and today if you're saying hey it's time I need to start walking out this dream that God placed in my life I want you to text the word join team to 33222 we'll put you in a dream in a team that matches the dream of your heart that's why we call it dream team and maybe you're like yeah God put something in me and I want to walk that out we're going to make sure to connect you to God's call over your life and help you and release you in that and um, we want to see God's call and purposes come to pass in your life amen we love you and uh, I think 2021 is the time to dream again Don't let the pit or the prison hold you back. It's time to dream again. Tell the person next to you, come on, let's dream together. If you think that's weird, it don't matter, say it anyways. You never know, if you're single and you tell the person next to you, let's dream together, you could possibly end up dreaming together. We love you, church. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this year. I really am, and I sense God is doing something in our church, God is doing something in this house next week we'll do dream again part four and then we're going to start a relationship series in the month of february which i'm really excited about we'll talk about the single life the dating life christianmingle.com and everything else and i think it's going to be exciting come on why don't we sing this out one more time as we leave i pray you have an incredible rest of your day that god go before you behind you and surround you may his glory shine upon your face and you be blessed wherever you go come on let's lift it up father we thank you we love you thank you for your goodness and your grace thank you for loving us Thank you that you don't give up on us even when we're in the prison and we're in the pit. The dream is still alive. It is not dead. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Come on, all to Jesus, I surrender.